Thanks for sitting down with me. I wanted to talk to you because I know a little bit about the story of how you are now involved in, in running the, the family business here. Um, and I thought that'd be interesting to hear for some of our listeners. Tell me a little bit about, let's start with uh, your story though. Okay. Uh, and then you can tell us about El Charles. It's got a long history here. Okay. Um, well, I don't, I don't know if I really have a great story. Well, um, I grew up in Waco, uh, graduated from Riker. Um, I. I got my bachelor's from Southwest Texas um, mm -hmm. in San Marcos. Um, worked for the county for 16 years or so, um, and then what did you do for the county? I was a juvenile probation officer. Oh wow! Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, fun, fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so then in April, um, I came here full time uh, to help my parents out. Um, I kind of always helped them um, on the weekends or yeah. you know, doing things here and there during the week, um, and then decided it was time to just help them full time. Yeah. Is that something you'd ever thought about doing or in the back of your mind or just you knew you wanted to go do something else and then uh -huh. change your mind? Um, I think it was always there. Um, I'm pretty sure my parents want all of us to be working here full time, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I think it was always there. Um, I like, I like, I love our customers. I like yeah. working with people. Um, I like the restaurant business. It's fun for me. So yeah. I just kind of think that it's always, it's always been there. This is where I'm, I'm supposed to be. You always kind of so. like the business aspect of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and more so uh, the socializing aspect, yeah. you know, I get to talk to everybody. Um, uh, business is good. Um, so I guess just a little bit of everything. It's, yeah. just, it's just, it's a good fit for me. What's the history of El Charo, the business? Um, well, uh, how did it come about? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I know it used to be a truck stop a long time ago. Uh, Jose Silguero owned it before my parents did. So my parents have been here, I was nine. Yeah. I was nine when uh, they they took over. Um, I guess it was an '83-ish uh, oh, wow. that they um, that they took over. So they've been here for a little while. Um, yeah, just. So all the time you're growing up, it's pretty much a seven-day-a-week business, the family business, right? Yes. Uh, so before it's funny. Uh, so before El Char, we had another little restaurant, Mexico Lingo. Oh, really? And um, I I tell people the story all the time. We would come home, or we would come to the restaurant after work, after school, excuse me. My parents would pick us up, um, always late, <laughs> always <laughs> yeah. late. Yeah. So they would pick us up, and uh, so back then they would deliver our Coke bottles uh, in, like, these crates. And so they would stack two of them up on top of each other so that we could reach, like, the sink and help them wash dishes oh. or grate cheese or cut lettuce or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's probably going to get him in trouble. I knew there was a connection here because I, was, I too, was abused as a child. I grew up in a family business. I tell that's people, if my parents were alive right now, I'd probably sue them after I learned how much they'd abuse me. Because when we were about seven or eight, so I worked in the family business. Uh -huh. You know, there was an air conditioning contracting business and a sheet metal shop. And, uh -huh. you know, when you could haul tools and ride right. as a helper. And then when you got older, they'd put you with someone else. Uh -huh. And uh, we crawled up on roofs and under houses. Uh -huh. and. So there was no limit. There was no limit. <laughs> Cheap labor. I think I was, I my first pay, I remember, was $5 a week. That was a long time ago, oh, but I thought I was rich. I was going to say, that's good. But, yeah, we, we, it was we, a lot of money back then. Yeah, my parents were like, you get to eat, you're good. The part that I, I'm still astounded at, no one as wise as I am now, is like, they just have to crawl up on roofs, like these double extension ladders and crawl up on roofs and take stuff up. And I'm like, but here, grab this Freon bottle, grab these scales and go up the ladder. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to hold on with? My teeth? I mean, I can't. I'm scared of Make heights to this day. I'm scared of heights. It's like child abuse. Right. 
But anyway, but look at you now. But my, my, my dad grew up on a farm, and you know, I mean, seriously, they had industrial accidents on farms all the time. Uh-huh. He had like, you know, they'd have 10 siblings, they might lose one or two of them. Right. Kind of a numbers game. <laughs> <laughs> like, Weed them out. Weed them out. Yeah, he had that mentality. <laughs> and I think back, like, how did they do that? But we also used to ride the Little League games. I came from a small town, we ride the Little League games in the back of trucks. They oh, put yeah. the tailgate up, so uh-huh. that was safe. Yeah, but of course. We go from Teague to Wortham, Mahia, and all these areas. All this in the back of a pickup truck. Uh-huh. If we had a wreck, the little leaguers would be scattered all over the highway. That wasn't safe. <laughs> yeah. Or that seatbelt. My mom's arm was on the seatbelt. Yeah. Yep. That was, yep. Those were I the good know. old days. We were abused. <laughs> so, uh, you had siblings, pretty much all worked in the business. Uh-huh. You, yes. Yeah. Um, and even now, if we need them, they'll, they'll yeah. show up. Uh, just have to call them. Um, now, they're, my nieces and nephews even come and help. Oh, uh, yeah. Which that's, you know, we try to, it's a family restaurant, try to keep the family you know, yeah. vibe going and uh, what? How would you describe the atmosphere here? Um, very what's, diff- what's different about this? I place? will say, uh, when you walk in, everybody knows everybody. Um, just yesterday, um, this uh, one, one of our regulars. I've been coming here for years since we. I think they might have followed us from Mexico Lindo. Called and said, "Hey, just wanted to let y'all know, uh, Frank's in the hospital. He has pneumonia." He's like, "I, I just wanted to let everybody at Old Town know, you know." Yeah. Wow, I was like, that's crazy that we have this, this relationship with our, our, our clients. Yeah. You know, we don't even call them clients, customers, our friends, yeah. you know, our friends, our family. Um, it's just, you know, when we see our customers come in and they show up without their significant other or whatever, yeah. you know, they come to tell us, like, hey, this is what happened, or, you know, we've yeah. got to keep the family informed of what's going on. You know, on. I saw this morning, or today, y'all's post, we had a local educator pass away unexpectedly last night. Yep. Mm-hmm and uh, really impact a lot of people. Uh, some of the people at our work were visibly upset this morning, uh-huh. uh, had, had, had gone to school uh, over right. where he worked. And, uh-huh. and I saw y'all's post and it reminded me, you know, it really is kind of, a, it's thinking about this state, it really is kind of the old cheers environment. Right. You know, where everybody knows your name, it really is a lot of that. Right. I mean, you get food here and service and all that, uh-huh. but it's, it's more than that, it's part, of, it's part of the community. Right. And I promise, I was telling you, I was gonna try to, when I was describing this, what we're doing here, I was like, I'm gonna try to make you cry. I'm gonna get you to talk about your son or something. <laughs> like, don't make me cry. I'm like, it'll be. I have to be careful because, as you know, my mom and dad uh, moved here when dad retired a few years back, and they were, you know, they met when they were 17, married when they were 19, married 55 years, or whatever. See ya, Tony. And uh, we lost mom kind of, unex- you know, over the course of about six months, and my father's really lost, and uh, they were just, you know. They just had that kind of relationship. They were sort of, what's the word, you know, like uh, life, whatever, you know, soulmates, soulmates uh-huh. truly. I mean, just, uh-huh. it just made me sick because they right. were just lovey-dovey till the time they died. And, uh, but he really was lost. And he, you know, would come here most, most days twice a day. Right. And this became his. Remember your dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. And your dad yeah. was the first one to say to me, I hadn't really recognized it because dad, dad was, just, I mean, he had his stuff together pretty well, but yeah, you know, he was just in depression. He, but uh, I always felt he was very strong through that, but your dad said something one time, said, you know, it took your dad about a year to get his smile back. Uh-huh. And he really did, and he got it back here. He really did. That's uh, so, him. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and then he, and then as you referred to, he, he passed away like unexpectedly. Right. Uh, back, I have, I don't think I've told you this, on my, in my office, I have on my punch board, uh, the ticket from El Charo. Uh, he came here on a Monday morning, bought breakfast, he keeps all of his receipts, and he has a receipt for breakfast. And about 5.30 that afternoon, he called me, was feeling sick, and I went over there, and we took him to the hospital about 7, 
and he passed away about 11. He got he got sick really quick and unexpectedly, so it was a real shock to everyone that he wasn't back here the next day. So uh, your family and, and all of his friends here were a big part of helping him through that, helping me through that. So I'm not going to cry about that. But it does, these kind of places really are a part of the community. For sure. They really are. For sure. So on a lighter note, uh, I always yeah, find this interesting. You're trying to make me I cry. know, I know. <laughs> I've got his hat hung in my in my office. He uh, wore a cowboy's hat. Yes. I have it hung in my office because that was his signature thing. Yes. And it just started reminding me, you know, how busy we are, how uh, important we think we are, uh-huh. you know, barring something else uh, happening, we're going to hang our hat one day and, and, we'll, and we'll be gone. And, and that sort of reminded that. So I tried to, um, I tried to remember those things. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that was, I guess, interesting or funny, or I don't know, you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm going to say. So, um, if his ticket was like 801, I'd be like, I got your penny. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to give you a penny. You know, yeah. nobody could pay for his Didn't meal. Didn't want no, Yes. So I was like, it's just a penny. He's like, no. Nope. No. <laughs> He's like, hey, no. I'm telling you, he grew up real poor on a farm, and, uh, and so he was really keen about paying his own way and all this. And one quick question, uh, I, I still learned lessons late in life. It has to do with the restaurant, as a matter of fact. Um, he, would, he would not let him take his credit card and go pay uh-huh. Because he always heard that you know some they not steal his credit card number and charge stuff on it, mm-hmm. and I was like it's kind of embarrassing. You know, you get a certain age, and parents are like, Dad, you understand? I'm in the banking business. If someone gets your number and charge you, you're not going to be out the money. Right. We'll have to we, if not someone else, will have to give you your money back because uh-huh. that's fraud. Just like if someone writes a check on your account. Right. And he said, I said you're not going to be out the money. And he looked at me and said, So what difference does that make? Right. It's like somebody's still out some money. Somebody's out the money. Then right. I'm like. Good point, Dad. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, good point. And just so that painting over there, uh, it's a, another one of our longtime customers. Uh, he passed away, and his son brought it over here to us, uh, Mr. Brown. Yeah. Uh, it's just little things like that. We yeah. have mugs. We have little things like that of people who've passed on. And, yeah. Um, you know, different generations who still come here. Um, yeah. They're like, yeah, my dad used to come here. Uh, we had uh, three ladies from Fort Worth driving through. They were going to San Antonio to see their brother. She's like, yeah, we used to come here uh, when we were younger with, with our dad uh, to go see my brother or to go to San Antonio to see our family. She's like, yeah, the drive-in th- theater was right across the street here. He's like, yeah. he's passed, but we're still going to continue to come here as long as we can. You yeah. Know? So it's just it's just a sweet environment. Um, it's just, you know, family-friendly. Um, yeah, what we do, we see, we get caught so many times in measuring the impact of a business based on their numbers and what they've done and all that, and people lose sight of the impact that small business has on real people's lives. I mean, yep. it's impactful. Yep. Uh, on a lighter note, I kind of always get into this because I think about family businesses and our experience. So uh, your dad's not here. That's no. good. So <laughs> now that you're trying to transition, your mom and dad run the business. You've always worked here. But now you're trying to make that transition to where you're running the family business. But I still see, I give him a hard time. Like I see him busting tables or something. Like, hey, how's the boss? But uh, So how do you implement changes when the old owner is old? The previous owner's boss <laughs> is still there, like and you're like, no, we're going to do it this way. Well, uh, why are we doing this way? We've never done it that way. Uh, that dynamic always uh, kind of comes into play. So how do you see some changes you'd like to make? Right. Um, well, it's been um, a little hard. Like I've, <laughs> I've had to, um, I guess, get a new level of patience. Yes. <laughs> I know that's awful. Awful. Um, but the way that I came, I guess, to terms with, like, hey, just slow down type thing was – 
they've been doing this for a long, long yeah, time, yeah. and they've been successful. They yeah. know what they're doing, you know. Yeah, that's true. So I still have to learn some things before, you know, yeah. before I try to do everything that I want to do. I'm, I'm the type of person I was like, let's get it done. This is the idea. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. My dad is like showing me like slow down. Let's yeah. think about it. Uh, my mom's the same way. Like, hold on, you have a lot of great ideas, yeah. but we've already done this, or this is what we know. So, um, so. I guess the biggest thing that I've learned is that I still have a lot to learn. Yeah. Striking <laughs> that balance between changing a process, even when you don't know why it's there, right. but then being able to innovate and do some new things. Right. I remember that in our family business. You know, there'd be processes in place, and my father's adamant about, don't change that process unless you show me a better way. Right. And a lot of times you didn't realize why it was there, but based on some experience, like we do one, two, three, four. Okay, yeah. we want to cut out three. Right. And then you find out, we cut out three, and then that turned out really badly because right. he's had an experience like, Oh, that's why we did that. Yeah. Believe know? it or not, they've told me like, oh, that's a, at least at least twice they've told me I've had good ideas. So. Yeah, well, they're gonna tell you. <laughs> I told them. I told them like I need to write this down so yeah. that we can remember this. I know. I've noticed y'all are more active on social media. You're doing uh, some. You're communicating out there. Trying that, to. Yeah, yes. I saw. I've uh, seen that. That's 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 always interesting. You're uh, getting the word out. Uh, anything, anything changing uh, with all the stuff going on in Waco? Are you finding challenges? I mean, there's lots of competition, but there's always been competition. But anything that's coming out, and I'm thinking more like I've heard, and I'm not in the business, but I've heard with unemployment rates so low, you know, service staff, it's harder to find, you know, with the demographics of the Baylor students versus, you know, 100 years ago when I was there, a lot of Baylor students worked tables, but the demographics have changed. They're not really doing it. Right. Is the dynamic of that changing a little you bit? You know what's interesting, because I was just thinking about this too, like all of our staff, like they've been here for years. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that uh, that somebody comes in, asks for a job, and only stays here for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they've also become our family. So, yeah. Um, we, you know, the like my parents are godparents to a lot of yeah. our, our workers, uh, kids, and stuff like that. So um, we've had, uh, I think Rudy's been here 22 years. Um, since we started here, so however long that is, 26, 28, I don't remember. He, we were just talking about that. Uh, several, like I said, several of our um, employees have been here for years. So um, the only one that we always have turnover is on our dishwasher position. Yeah. So, but that's everywhere. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we've been lucky. We've been blessed. And I think a lot of it has to do with the family-friendly atmosphere. Um, the customers uh, get to know our waitresses. Waitresses get to know our customers. Uh, even our our kitchen staff. I mean, everybody just kind of knows everybody and becomes family. So um, it makes so. me smile because I think about so many similar stories. So I guess it's in every small business, but in our small business, we had we had that a lot too. Some people that came to work for us that was the only job they ever had, and it was great because you got loyalty. We knew each other well. You trust them. You know, it's like when you're in battlefield conditions, you knew. And I think that was much more of a benefit than a, than a not. But you also got in situations where sometimes their expectations of the businesses right. weren't really realistic, and you felt like saying, "They've never worked anywhere else. Right. They don't understand. No, <laughs> you know, you, no, yeah. we, we don't, we're family, works. but we right. we don't do that. Right. You know, right. that was always hard. <laughs> I was like, then have you ever tried working somewhere else? Or then I left things to go work somewhere else, and you find out the hard way. Like, right. oh yeah, they don't care about. Right. Right. <laughs> you just have to do this or that. Uh -huh. uh, a lot of the changes. Have you seen many changes? Uh, I know. Um, Magnolia Market, Magnolia Tables opened up over here, right and that's been a really, you know, that's been a whole strange dynamic in the traffic over there. And then uh -huh. with the construction, uh -huh. your father was telling me that he can tell, I guess before they started this major construction, but when there were smaller things going on, the traffic riding on the side, right. it's getting busier and busier. Is right. that changing y'all's business at um, all or anything? Well, I think overall, overall, I think our customers are the one, our uh, regular customers. 
partners are the ones that keep us in business. Uh, yeah. But we do get a lot of people, because we notice when somebody comes in yeah. here and they don't fit or they don't belong, yeah. or we're like, where'd you come from? Yeah. So I always ask them, I'm like, where, you know, are you from Waco? Or how did you find El Charo? Whatever. And they're like, well, I just got off the highway and I just ended up here. And they're yeah. like, well, we saw cars outside. We, you know, it must be good. I wondered if a lot of people passing through think I'm going to stop by McNoy and then they see the line or they, oh there's 10,000 people there so they right. now they're hungry they got to uh -huh. you get spillover we have a little bit of the spillover I think Rudy's is getting most of the spillover but yeah. uh, we've had some of that um, you know I had we had one uh, couple and their toddler come in here they're like yeah. yeah we're not waiting three hours I was like I don't blame you you know oh the so, traffic apps rerouting traffic down the saw some with 35 being such a mess um, I'm not sure I don't know if, if it's apps or if it's just people by chance pass by here um, but we, like I said, we have had some of the I-35 traffic, um, so, yeah. You really enjoy what you're doing, I think. I do. Um, it's, uh, it's a nice change from what I was doing before. Yeah. Um, I miss my coworkers. I miss the kids, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I miss so much what I was doing more so than, like, the legal aspect of what yeah. I was doing you now. Yeah. That was, inter that was always interesting to me when... When I was younger, my dad and I would always watch like those shows, like America's Most Wanted, yeah. and, and all those things. So that was always interesting to me growing up. So I think that's why I got into criminal justice. But I think, like like I said earlier, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, yeah. It's 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 just been nice being here and being able to help out my mom and dad. Being yeah. with them. I see them every day now. Yeah. You know. And it's so. been here. Did you say since the '80s? Um, I believe even before that. Uh, yeah. Um, I have a picture, and I think it was down on South Third before El Charo was actually down. They said somebody told me, and I don't know, you might know uh, the square somewhere Waco had a square apparently. Town square? I don't know. Mm. And so maybe that's what it is. They're like, yeah, uh, El Charo used to be over on the square. Did you know that? And yeah. I'm like, no, I didn't. So. Well, I mentioned that. I mentioned that because there's so many. You know, it's kind of popular to have startups and new concepts, and there's so much emphasis on some unique type of niche food or something. Uh -huh. But at the end of the day, it kind of goes back to it's just a lot of blocking and tackling. And this, it's a long journey a lot of times. I mean, right. it takes a long time to build the clientele that y'all built. Right. And then you get the loyalty and all that. And, oh, yeah. But uh, I was just thinking of some of the traits. Uh, you kind of watched it with your parents. If you were talking to someone that's thinking about starting a, any kind of small business, the natural restaurant, if you think back to some of the things that your parents have gone through, uh -huh. you know, I watched as a child, you know, our family businesses, it's been there. It's, Fairly successful numbers. They started in 1956. Oh, wow. And even when I was a kid, it was like, you know, it was a hot and cold business and seasonal, and I mean, it was tough. Right. Now they've kind of got a cushion and it's easier, but it's tough business. And, and I, I think about that sometimes with people, they see the fancy side. I want to be an owner only. Right. But, uh, you know, what, what traits did you see in your parents or coming up that you think that would be good advice to watch for or things that kind of got them through, you know, even lifestyle things. I mean, my, my parents lived a lifestyle that supported a family business. Right. Um, well, a couple things. Um, one thing that kind of stood out, uh, my sister and I, we were talking about it a few months ago. Uh, she remembers when we were young, my dad would go to the restaurant, open up the restaurant, and then come back home, pick us up. He would stop at the gas station, put $3 of gas in or whatever, and then take us to school. And she she would be so mad because that was an everyday routine. Yeah. She's like, why doesn't he just fill the tank up? Yeah. You know? Uh -huh. And so later he realized, or later she realized, it's like, oh, because they just needed to make it through the day. They didn't yeah. have more than $3 to put for gas, you know? So um, that's one of the things. They, they, do, they did what they had to do 
to raise all of us. They put us all through private school, college. You know, they still do way too much for us, like way too much. Um, one of the biggest things that stood out besides that is um, to this day, they're still working. Yep. You know, they, my dad's back there chopping menudo. My mom makes muelos, cookies, you know. Yeah. They, uh, you know, if the toilet's back up, they're, they're there. If anything happens, they're there, you know. So I think that's one of the, the biggest things, and I guess I'd admire, is yeah. that they, they're in it. Yep. In everything, you know. So, I don't know. I think that's one of the, and I think that my siblings and I, we take that away from, from them too. Like, I think, I feel like we're all hard workers because of them. That's the yeah, I've, I've, uh, I was at a wedding and saw your mom serving, and I was like, and I was like, it's like, oh, yeah, I know she didn't say it exactly, but she, she was saying, I want it to be right. Uh -huh. And the oh, way yeah. it's right, she's there to, you know, oh, yeah. no oh, disrespect, yeah. but it's just, right. she cares, you uh -huh. know? For sure. Yeah. And, um, and she's still in every, I mean, she doesn't come as much as she used to, but when she comes, like, that's yeah. what she's doing. She wants to make sure things are still going, you know, right. And now the model right. seems to be, well, I'll go raise all this money and, you know, and I'm going to pay myself this much and do all that. They, they live, I mean, I, until They're, the day he died, I could get, get my father already taking money out of the business. Right. Oh, is that farmer mentality, you know? Yes, and they've, I mean, there's been many times that they didn't get a check or they didn't yeah. get paid, you know. So, um, it's, it is, like you said, people just see the, the good and the bright and, you know, stars and rainbows part of the business, yeah. but it's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And yeah. lucky for me, they've done most of the work on all that, you know. Yeah. Um, just hopefully I can keep it going. Yeah, so now the challenge is what, what can you do with it? I know you probably feel like, where, where can I take it and perpetuate and do all that? Right. Yeah, well, as you said, I remember there was a time in the 80s when my, because I did the, even when I came to school, I was doing the family books, you know, the bookkeeping. They're like, ah, oh, you went to college, you can do the books, you know. <laughs> so I was like, I'm in school. But uh, I can remember in the springtime when weather was nice. That's why I still don't do well and spread the weather. It's kind of when you come like that, I don't, I get antsy when the weather's perfect. And they're like, oh, you could be playing golf. It's just beautiful weather. It makes me nervous. No heat's running, no air conditioning's running. Right. And, you know, that's bad times for us at home. I can remember dad. They cut everyone's payback like a third because they need to keep them because the weather's going to change. Right. And he felt, you know, he, he never wanted to just cut them loose and try to hire them back. And, right. But I, I remember back in the early 80s, he cut, he cut his and mom's pay like a third, cut everybody's pay like a third. And then after a month or so, he reinstated everybody's else, everyone else's, I'm sorry. But he reinstated his for two or three months. Right. You know, and I was like, and it wasn't that easy. He wasn't wealthy. So I thought that was just what he did. You know? Right. So right. I think people need to hear that. Yeah, that's hear that, uh, uh, and then a lot it, about your dad. you keep working at it, and it tends to work out. So uh, I appreciate you sharing that. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with us. That's a great story, yeah. great place. I see your postings. I sometimes comment. It's more than just a restaurant, but this is like a community center. Man. Right. It's, a, it's a place. For sure. And there's a lot of places like that in Waco, mm -hmm. and uh, so that's, we like telling those stories. Right. Thanks for sitting down with us. Thank you, Todd. We'll see you soon. Great to Tell see your you. parents hello for me. See you uh, Thursday for the Veronica special. Oh no, you get the tacos. Oh, the tacos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh -huh, thank you. Okay, bye.